This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. Hey, 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 it's your host, Victoria Volk of The Unleashed Heart, and you are listening to Grieving Voices. And today is episode 83, and you may notice that it's a takeaways and reflections episode, and I'm trying something new where I'm going to follow up each guest interview with a takeaways episode instead of doing two guest interviews and then a takeaways episode, because I want to be able to give each episode that I do and record with a guest, I want to be able to dive a little bit more deeper into uh, the topics that we talk about, things that come up in addition to my reflections, but I, I would like to go just a little bit more deeper on those things. And so to do that without it becoming, you know, another hour long episode or feeling like, you know, 13 minutes is like I've just skimmed the surface, which often is what happens. I'm I'm just trying something new. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I might switch back. I don't know. I might start switching things up completely, maybe doing some more solo episodes. I'm not sure. Um, I would definitely love some feedback. If you like the the conversations with the guests, if you just prefer those, I don't even have to do a takeaways episode. But Yeah, if you could please shoot me an email and share your thoughts with me, that would be greatly appreciated. Victoria at TheUnleashedHeart.com. I would love to know what you think. This is your podcast, by the way, and I do this for you. So anyway, let's get started on today's episode. So considering this is a deeper dive into the previous episode with my mentor, Kristen Sherry, who is the founder of UMAP, uh, I really highly recommend you do listen to that episode. I say that on every Takeaways episode, but truthfully, I think if you're listening to the Takeaways episodes, you're going to want to listen to the episodes I'm talking about. So anyway, highly recommend that just to give some more context into what I'm going to be sharing today. But I'm going to give like the highlights and and again, dive a little bit more deeper into career grief and and into hindsight, uh, because hindsight is definitely, oh, I think it's really this underestimated gift that we have, but it can also feel like torture. <laughs> so one of the things that Kristen said was that research shows that those who focus on others are the happiest. But what if what you're doing in focusing on others isn't your calling or isn't lighting you up or isn't, you know, ticking all the boxes of what you, you know, one day may be expected for your life? You know, I, I think at 18 and even 
maybe 24, <laughs> I don't know, early 20s, we still think about what we want to be when we grow up. But, you know, my son's kind of facing that right now. And my kids already talk about it. And they're 13, 15, and well, almost 13, 15, and 16. So anyway, it's been a topic of conversations many times in my home with our kids and and just reflecting on in our conversations on what I wanted to do or what I thought about doing when I was their age. Just the other day, I actually mentioned to my youngest, yeah, I wanted to be a marine biologist at one time, you know, I love science, I geek out over it. But, uh, you know, it just that's not how my life went. And we can make all sorts of plans. And, and God just kind of laughs at our plans, doesn't he? But anyway, it's so important that we follow our curiosity because it is our curiosity that I've learned, and it took me probably until my closer to my 30s for me to learn this, but the importance of following your curiosity, because that is what lights you up. That is what gets you excited. Whatever you're curious about, that's what will set your priorities for the day. That's, you know, it'll they'll nurture your personality, nurture your essence of who you are. And so I can't stress it enough to follow your curiosity. I actually wrote that on the front page of my planner for this year, follow your curiosity. As a reminder to myself, if I find something interesting to, you know, I I have to be careful with the rabbit holes, but because I can get down some pretty deep ones. But if I am curious about well, I wonder if this would work, or I wonder if I did that differently. It's not even just about like what interests you. It's it's what sparks an idea in you, or you know if you have a thought that you hadn't thought before, and you know want to experiment and play with that thought. You know, especially in business and as an entrepreneur, we're always trying to come up with different ways of doing things, and so it's following that curiosity letting that be your guide. You know, maybe you want to pivot in your business and, you know, what is that going to look like? What Look to your curiosity to be kind of, you know, um, a glimmer of light in, in which direction to go. That being said, uh, Kristen Sherry developed and came up with this brilliant thing that's called UMAP, and I'm a certified UMAP coach, and I'm proud to say I'm the only certified UMAP coach who is also a certified grief recovery specialist who utilizes UMAP in grief work. And I found that UMAP was the missing piece in the work that I was doing with clients, especially as I I included it in last year's work with clients, kind of like as a pilot program, just to see how how what a difference it would make, if it would make any difference at all. After I got certified for me, it was the missing piece, I felt. And so I wanted to prove it. And so I included it with every one-on-one grief client that I worked with in 2021. And I can say that it was phenomenal for me to better understand them as a client and their grief and to be able to explain and help them see as a, as a client the impact, the real true impact of their grief amongst their relationships. Because I think so many times if we really don't understand ourselves, like, you know, why do I keep doing these things? Or why do I keep resorting to those behaviors? Or, or you know, a part of that 
in the stirbs that we choose or in the behaviors that we exhibit in grief is wrapped up in our personality, wrapped up in who we are and what we value and and our strengths, right? And so it is a huge component for me to better understand the clients I'm working with. Also helps me to better support my clients in helping them understand how their grief is different from those who are close to them and how it might be showing up in their life differently than other people they know who maybe have experienced the same loss. It also has helped my clients after, because, you know, grief just disrupts everything in our lives, our careers, our money, relationships, finances, physical, emotional health, well-being, and again, money, right? And so if you're in business, it will impact your business. Many people, especially in COVID, have found that they, you know, they call it the the big quit, and there's other terms that they've called, you know, people leaving their work um, as a result of COVID. But people have found what they value in COVID times, and priorities have shifted, and maybe they're following their curiosity, right? Or maybe they're exploring other avenues of, you know, providing for themselves. But when we're deep in grief, as we are in you know, during COVID for many people, on you know, it's the COVID grief on top of any other loss or issues you're experiencing, it's all compounded. And I would venture to guess that many of these people that are included in the statistics of the big quit did that as, as an emotional response, that it was an, an emotional response. They may not have done that otherwise. Maybe they wouldn't have had the courage to or or whatnot, but I've really given some thought to and wondered and pondered. I wonder how many of those people are really definitely sure of what they're doing or want to do. Um, Because when we are deep in grief, it's like as if we have a veil over our eyes. And I've said this many times before on the podcast that we, we just don't see ourselves clearly. We don't see other people clearly. And if we're in that frame of mind, how can we really truly make a clear decision, a confident decision of of our path forward. And so that's what UMAP has solidified for me and actually affirmed for me in that I am on the right path. I am doing what I'm what plays to my strengths and, and what I value. But for many people they don't have that or they don't experience that. And what UMAP shows them is it's it becomes their guide it becomes their compass for making decisions moving forward you can be faced with a decision and you can look back at your umap and well does this align with my strengths does this match with my skills and my personality and how i work and show up in the world and so we can really use it to discern big life changing decisions in our lives but we can also utilize it to help us better understand ourselves and those around us. I love this quote that um, Kristen had also shared. If you don't design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. And that was by Jim Rohn. But isn't that the truth? And that's, you know, I think that's maybe where a lot of people during COVID times with the big quit felt like, you know, I'm building someone, I'm helping someone else build 
their empire and it's, you know, I'm helping them accomplish their goals, but what are my goals? What what do I need? What do I want from my life? And so I, I do think of that a good chunk of those people who were a part of that big quit really gave that much more thought and really realized that, well, maybe they were doing remote work with their employer and thought, well, this isn't so bad. This is, I actually prefer this. You know, you probably, many people possibly also um, experienced work in a different way that they didn't think they would like, and then they found they do, but yet then they realize the job isn't a, a great match for them anymore. But whatever the case may be, the landscape in the corporate world and in how we work in this world has dramatically changed. But what hasn't changed is that there's still going to be grief there. And that's still going to impact your work. It's still going to impact your finances and your relationships and your physical and emotional health. And so if you are not in alignment with what you're doing in your life and you're not feeling fulfilled in your life, it's going to create even more grief for you. And on that note, I want to bring to your attention, there is a portion of the interview with Kristen where she talks about this threat and defend mode. It's what she called this perception continuum. And it's a really great portion of the interview that um, I think really helps us better understand why we kind of put our walls up in relationships sometimes. So again, I'm going to recommend that you listen to that episode. But I just wanted to talk about UMAP a little bit with you. Did you know that only 1 in 33 million people share the same five strengths? Because of this, you likely would never meet anyone with the same five as you. And using your strengths decreases stress, increases quality, productivity, and engagement in your work. People who use their strengths at work are three times more likely to say they have good quality of life and six times more engaged at work. And this is according to Gallup polls. Engaged is defined as four and a half hours of of the day going by unnoticed because one is so focused on what they are doing at work. And that often happens to me. I'm sitting at my computer. I'm just, I'm in the zone. I lose track of time. Before I know it, it's 3 p.m. And I'm like, where did the day go? That's when I know I am in the flow. I'm utilizing my skills and my strengths. And for me, honestly, like that is much of what I do in my business. It that's it really is ticking all the boxes for me. Um, and I want more than anything for other people to experience that too. Because I'm going to circle back to COVID because in everything that it's disrupted in our lives. But, you know, on top of COVID, it's you might be homeschooling, you might be caring for an aged parent. And there's actually a Pew Research Center, just over one in eight Americans is both raising a child and caring for a parent. And seven to 10 million people are doing that from long distance. There was a 2012 article called The Boomerang Generation. 29% of 25 to 34 year olds also live with their parents. I would actually be really interested in learning what it is today. That's quite an old statistic. I should have looked it up. A more recent one, especially with COVID, but I imagine with COVID, that's probably much, much higher. But with inflation, I mean, that we have today, as of now, it's um, January 2022. 
Um, inflation is on the rise, and that's kind of a hot-button topic in our news. But I can't imagine that statistically there is a, a whopping percentage of 25 to 34 year olds that have moved in with their parents if they didn't before. So what do you do if you find yourself in this situation, as I've described? Well, there are some questions you can ask yourself. How is this situation changing your life? Specifically, what are the elements of change at hand? And I would actually go through and I would list all these changes. COVID-19, your feelings, your elders, youth, helpers. You know, we have to give each other grace because they're grieving too, especially with COVID. What challenges do these changes present for you? You have to use feeling words. You may not feel safe sharing for fear of being judged or thought less of because you have these feelings, but these conflicting feelings are grief. Maybe you feel guilt during these changes. You know, one thing with guilt, it's not an intent to do harm. Having a job while others don't, wishing the situation was different, better, or more for friends or loved ones if you have people in your life who've maybe lost everything. I know I do. I have people who are on my heart and my thoughts and my prayers because their situation is very different from mine. But I can't, you know, feeling guilty about not being in that situation isn't the right word, right? Because I'm not intending to do harm. Uh, Someone who commits a murder, that wasn't intent to do harm. They are guilty because they did harm. Another question, what are your choices? Many, many feel powerless, but that's not that's not so. You can't change the big picture, but you can take 1% responsibility for how you respond. Look for and brainstorm choices. Get creative. Again, follow your curiosity. Evaluate boundaries. So many of us lack boundaries or don't even wouldn't know a boundary if it slapped us in the face. I think once we work through our grief, our grief is what shows us where we didn't have boundaries or where we need boundaries. I know that was true for me. Um, you can make even small choices. This, these, Making these small choices every day helps you get your power back. And for me, my small choice is every morning, that is me. That is for me. That is my time. That is my physical, mental, emotional health is number one. And that's the start of the day. That's a small choice that I've had to make um, amidst, you know, the end of 2021. was a, It was a terrible way for the year to go out. I've mentioned it before, but my son had an accident, uh, weightlifting, and we're in and out of the hospital pretty much most of November and December. I didn't finally feel like I could like breathe and relax until uh, probably two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, probably the second week in January. So it's really, and you know, the first thing that went out the window was my self-care, my meditation. Um, when that happened, I completely stopped meditating. I, you know, that was no longer my self-care was no longer my priority. But you know what? I paid the price for that. I ended up with COVID. Two weeks after I stopped meditating, I had COVID. And that was amidst everything that was going on with my son. And so stress is a huge indicator to us 
that and and how our bodies respond to that stress is a huge indicator to us of a red flag like oh hold on stop the bus you need to address this you need to do something about this and so again with all of the grief that compounds it's just so very important to ask yourself these these questions and make the changes necessary to to bring yourself back into uh, balance again. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that with COVID and all the losses that people have experienced, that there are a lot of people walking around, maybe even you, that have undelivered communications. You know, people may have died or they might be living, but because of COVID, you can't see them or you don't have that deep connection like you did like two years ago, because we're two years into this crazy thing. You know, anything, any relationship where you wish things were different or had been different or that they would be better or more, those are, those things are the undelivered communications that we have in our relationships with people, whether they're living or dead. And if we're not feeling aligned in what we are doing, that just adds to all of our suffering. And I would just like to say, if there's anything you take away from this episode, is that suffering is optional. For me, I thought suffering was inevitable for the rest of my life. Being a griever for over 30 years, it's what I have known, it's all that I knew, and it's all that I thought I would ever know. But I can tell you, after doing so much inner work and personal development, that that is absolutely not true. It couldn't be further from the truth. If you have hope in your heart today, I encourage you to reach out to me or someone you know um, who you feel could be a safe heart for ears, safe heart with ears for you. In fact, I recently added a heart with ears session onto my website. It's um, a 60-minute session. You can find it at www.theunleashedheart.com and then go under services and you will see heart with ears. Click on that and you scroll down to the page, um, there's a button where you can learn more on that page, but there's a button there to schedule and purchase if that is something you are needing in the near future. It is something that I can do to support grievers who maybe, you know, maybe they're going to a therapist, maybe you're going to a therapist and you just, they, you know, you really want to dive deep into the grief aspect, or maybe you've never sought out therapy and you just kind of want to understand your grief better. There are many different scenarios who um, would be a great fit for that type of session. Um, All of that information is on my webpage um, that talks about it, and so I encourage you to check that out if you are needing some additional support right now. And go back to episode 82 with Kristen Sherry, Career Grief and the Gift of Hindsight, Oh, which I never talked about hindsight. Well, I think we all know that hindsight is 2020, right? <laughs> oh, and 2020 seems like forever ago. It's just been crazy that we've been riding this roller coaster for so long, it seems already. Two years we're going on, and or it's been two years. Just crazy, crazy to me. So any way that I can support you uh, through this podcast, through a Heart With Ears session, through grief recovery work. Um, I will be relaunching my one-on-one work as I will be making some changes to that program. And so look for those details to come in the near future. But in the meantime, remember, when you unleash your heart, you unleash your life. 
Much love. From my heart to yours, thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend.